0: You're listening to your art friends, Beth Radloff and Andrew Thompson. They're about to have a thoroughly unserious discussion about art, but don't worry whether you're Da Vinci or Da Worst, there's room on this palette for every color. If this is your first
1: time listening to Creatives Brainstorm, be forewarned because once you start looking at life like an artist, there's no undo button. I'm Beth and I'm Andrew and, and we're your art, art friends, friends. let's, let's hang, hang out for the duration of the time t- code <laughs> <laughs> I thought it'd be funny to try to say it at the same time That's- I quit I quit out I was like
0: this one's Andrew's this one's Andrew's we're giving it to Andrew
1: secretly one of my goals of this podcast is to trip you up when when doing stuff like that when we're saying why
0: that shouldn't be a well, goal that, not, trip, a team. not trip you up but like you said it don't backtrack <sighs> you said trip me up okay. you wanna
1: fuck me I up
0: <laughs> I'm over here just so you know one of my big goals is like making you feel comfortable and safe and have a fun time we laugh all together and Andrew's like I'm gonna ruin it you wanna be like hey Beth's tongue's out let me step on it <laughs>
1: No, it's more like you're talking and then I just like poke you in the side and you're like, whoo, like that's <laughs> that's my goal. You would
0: do that if we were in the same I room, recording, too. I would. All right, then I'm going to you guys watch. I'm going to ignore it. I'm just going to keep bulldozing on through. He's going to be like, eh, but you said butts. And I'll be like, and now a uh, message from my father. I don't know.
1: Oh, is your father the sponsor of this this episode?
0: I don't think my dad has sponsor money Mm. to give to us.
1: He's got nothing to promote.
0: My dad's retired. He doesn't have nothing going on, which I think is nice. Finally. Yeah. He was telling me about how he can, um, their freezer keeps breaking Mm -hmm. where like it just collects a bunch of ice. And he has done this so many times now that he knows all of the pressure points on the freezer. So he just like. He presses in in the right places, and then he can pull a fully intact sheet of ice out of the freezer. And I was like, Dad, retirement's really doing a lot for you, huh? <laughs> is he a chiropractor of freezers?
1: No, he is. Just imagine him like those chiropractor videos, just like putting his hand on the outside and be like, now breathe in.
0: <laughs> Do chiropractors also pull sheets of things out of the body? Not usually.
1: <laughs> that would be. That would be a... A new twist to those videos when they pop up on TikTok.:
0: it would explain everyone's back pain.: <sighs> Yeah. this cartilage buildup up this baloney?:
1: <laughs> It's distress. <laughs> <laughs> just pull sheets of stress out of me.:
0: I haven't drawn anything in two weeks. I haven't held a pen in two <laughs> weeks. I'm jealous and I'm, I'm
1: shrivelling away. You're jealous of me? Yeah, because I've been non-stop drawing, and I just want to sleep. <laughs> Oh, and play video <laughs> games,
0: all right, let's tag out. I'm ready. I'm rested. yeah, I miss it.
1: What do you miss?
0: Um, the feeling of having worth. <laughs>
1: Oh, that's it's a heavy terrible.
0: topic. <laughs> it's terrible. But I think any artist who's listening to this knows exactly what I'm talking about, where if you're not making something, like, what's the point? Why get out of bed if I'm not going to produce a thing?
1: Yeah. It's like, if you don't do something vaguely creative in, like, a specific amount of time, like a week, you're just like, who Who am I?
0: What? <laughs> Why was I given these hands? It's like, what are you
1: good for? <laughs>
0: And, like, the last two weeks, I was in a wedding. Yeah. And so it was, like, all about prepping for that, and we had friends come and stay, uh, and we were spending, like, a bunch of really lovely, wonderful, crying-about-love time together. Like, the best celebration of wonderful people that you could imagine was what the last
1: two weeks were.
0: And yet, at the end of it, I'm like, I'm worthless, because I didn't draw a fucking (laughs) guy
1: I think I remember you and Russell having a conversation about how, if you were both in the same house, like living together, that you would just work yourselves to death
0: me and uh, James a. Janice. oh so it's James, if anybody not listening Grussell. knows mm-hmm, okay. if anybody listening knows dead meat. That's who got married. It was Chelsea and James of Dead Meat. And my husband, Mike and I were in the bridal party in the groom party. So we're all close friends with each other. And uh, Chelsea was talking about how her and Mike could never date because the two of them are like candy fiends Mm. and video game addicts. And like they would just indulge their worst selves. (laughs) And then James joked that if me and him were together we would work ourselves to the bone. We would never eat. Yeah. We would never do anything fun. It would just be like productivity machines in the corner. And so that's why like me and Mike work together so well. And James and Chelsea work together so well. But I do think that Gressel and I would make an awesome team. Yeah. <laughs> Low key. I think that guy rules Uh, and I would support all of his artistic endeavors. And he feels, I think similarly about me and would support all of my artistic endeavors, but we also both love to like, cook and do I don't know like nice things mm-hmm. it's a good it's a good creative collaboration he and I yeah
1: I I definitely relate to the work machines you're a work machine huh yeah left to my own devices I will just did work all day long and mm-hmm. then I only realize how weird that is when I talk to somebody who has like a, a normal job and they, and they clock just out. stop
0: it but well, we were talking about that last week And it was about how both of us were admitting that we like working. We like having a dream job because our our dream job is in arts. It's like a very pleasurable thing to do. It's hard, but Mm -hmm. it's something that I think both of us are driven to do all the time. Yeah. And every time I see somebody on like a video game leaderboard who spends all of their free time gaming to a degree that they can now uh, top charts I'm like, yeah, I could do that, but I want so badly to draw fucking snakes instead. It's a curse, and I love it. <laughs> so I don't think you're weird for wanting to, to work all the time, because the kind of work that we do isn't, like, number crunching. Yeah. James I'm A. Janice, on the other hand, difference. he's a number cruncher. He's a maniac. I don't like numbers. I, I
1: hate I hate the accounting part of this job.
0: You got to do everything when you're an independent artist, man. Everything. I,
1: whenever I do the accounting side of things, I've never related to a quote from a TV show more than, than, than in that moment. And the quote is, it's the due date. It's the date that you do it. <laughs> um, oh, no. Which is also talking about accounting from, from new girl.
0: <laughs> I gotta get that tattooed across my forehead backwards. <laughs> Oh, oh, I want to check in with you because the last time we talked about your work, you were in the single digits with your big freelance job, your secret big freelance job. How many digits are you now? By my math, three. Ooh, so roughly 56 illustrations you have done for the big mysterious job and you are now down to three left. Yes. What are you going to do after you're done, my dude?
1: I think I'm going to have a day where I do nothing but play video games and order Grubhub for, like, every meal. Uh, (laughs) Oh, yes. And maybe get a box slash bottle of wine. A box of wine! (laughs) (laughs) Just drink an entire box of wine by yourself? Just give me that Franzia. My goodness. Hook me up.
0: Congrats, man. Premature congratulations.
1: That's never... (laughs) been the downfall of any creative here's your money go ahead and get that finished for us (laughs) good job you did a great job keep working
0: i need it i uh mike and i are about to move into our new house we are right at the cusp about 15 days out from our like uh deadline to move so next episode i might be a frazzled mess i have no idea what was i gonna say
1: so we need to do a very research heavy topic, is what you're saying. You get to do a very research heavy topic.
0: <laughs> oh no, I had a point. It wasn't mm. about box wine. It wasn't oh shoot. Because you were just talking about your celebration and you're gonna grub hub. Or you you're gonna, gonna celebrate
1: when you move.
0: How am I gonna celebrate when I move?
1: Yeah. I think I'm gonna moving. like
0: kiss every surface of the new home. I'm just, guys, we flipped a house. We bought a house and we were like, it just needs new floors. And then we found out it needs new everything. And so we have we have new ev- new doors, new bathrooms, new kitchen, new floors, new like every single surface has been painted. We got we got new toilets, I mean, if you're man. Gonna kiss like, it, I guess now is the time. Now is exactly <laughs> Now, th- this might be the only opportunity I have in the rest of my life to kiss a brand new toilet, and I'm gonna lick it top to bottom, my dude. I'm gonna put my scent all over this place.
1: <laughs> just
0: fully live in a space, you know what I mean?
1: My Dog brain style. just cut to a video of you just like in the bathroom, just like. <laughs> that's I'll my tiktok
0: take, like i know it's clean but no one else does <laughs> <laughs> i'm just like creeping around my big empty house licking everything like, oh god crawling
1: around in all fours like a <laughs> monster <laughs> it's gonna get weird baby
0: <laughs> oh that's what i was gonna say um because we bought this house Mike and I, this is this is first world problems at this point. We ain't got no money anymore. And so I was like, 2022 is the new 2020. And I'm going to go ahead and finally be an independent artist. No more freelance. All me, all the time. We're going to make it work. Hell yeah. Well, oops, because we had to buy and renovate and flip an entire house. I need freelance money, dude. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I'll be picking up a couple jobs here and there. Uh, and, and I might have to put my dreams on hold Fuck
1: Doesn't make you any less
0: of an artist Certainly not No, my freelance is still It's still art It's not fart though It's jart Job
1: arts, not fun arts Jarts Jarts over farts Gotta take the jarts to pay the bills Yeah <laughs> Uh <laughs> <laughs> i was so sad about it. <laughs> and then, oh god, I'm trying to think if there's like different ones that you could make up. Parts, personal art. There you go. Pers- parts, carts, convention art.
0: Convent, convention art. Oh, speaking <laughs> of convention art, I don't remember who the artist is, but somebody on Twitter was like, "Here's mm-hmm. all of my tips for conventioning. I make a bunch of money doing it, and you know how I make it because I have these big, sexy Wario and Waluigi." body pillows that I, I elevate really, really high over my booth. And it brings the Why didn't I think of that?
1: Okay.
0: (laughs) We're off to the races. Why didn't I think of that? It never fails that each week we see someone do something creative that makes us say, why didn't I think of that? So before we move on with the show, let's applaud those who did it first.
1: Good job, sexy Waluigi and Wario! <laughs> You've done it. You've ushered in a new segment. Also, another one of my secret goals of this show is to get to WetaTat as soon as possible. <laughs> you have set a record today. <laughs> Bravo, I my I thought guys. about this earlier before we started recording, and I was like, I wonder how how soon that I can find like a natural transition into why didn't I think of that? <laughs> Bravo. <laughs>
0: Maybe this is the episode where I finally do it, but I've been wanting to add, like, a Pee Wee's Playhouse. You said the special word, cacophonous sound cue, whenever Wooditot happens.
1: What, what kind of, if you had to spitball, since this is a rough sketch episode, if you had to rough mm. sketch a sound for it, what would it be? <laughs> like, <laughs> 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 And maybe like
0: that's that? what I do. Maybe I take okay. what we just did.
1: Push 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 it together, and that's you could just layer all of them together. Yeah <laughs> It's <laughs> 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 a nightmare. It's terrible. No one will listen to our show anymore. They'll be like, guys. <laughs> but but they know we're having fun.
0: <laughs> oh god, editor Beth, now's the time. Put it all together. Go! Wait, 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 wait,
1: wait. So, what is your why? Didn't I think of that?
0: My why didn't I think of that is a little tote bag, and it's not the first time that I've had a tote bag for a widow tot. Like, you
1: like your totes?
0: It turns out, I'm learning You're about myself. The totes, girl. Week after week, I want a tote, but I've been saving myself for the right tote.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Did you? Say really, it? Yeah. It's a basic tote bag, you know, just like off-white. There's some some writing in Japanese. And then there's a little character that looks like maybe a little pig, maybe a little dog. Um, If you know him
0: from Japan, he's a moomin. He's moomin. He's very shitty cute.
1: Yes, this is... Oh, I love it, though. So it's this little character. And then they're holding out what I thought initially was a frying pan. But upon reading... The translation—it's definitely a knife, because it says, "If you don't let me go home at the scheduled time, I will kill you." <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: he has a dead-eyed stare, which is what gets me the most. It's just this very yeah. terribly drawn Moomin, who no turns mouth, out,
1: no mouth,
0: no either. Um, it's Moomin is a character from a, a Swedish cartoon. Mm-hmm. And he's a troll. He, he looks like a cow to me, but he's like a troll. Doesn't matter. He's holding a knife and it says, if you don't let me go home at the scheduled time, I will kill you. Which, like, for me, an English speaking white girl, to carry around a bag like this that's uh, kind of weird and then it says this in Japanese, nobody knows that it's a weirdo threat.
1: I feel like you would make friends that way. Like, you would, it would be like the if you know, you know thing. If you know, you know. Anyway.
0: Witatat has taught me that I need to draw shitty cute. You should.
1: Just you did tell me these. that I needed to remind you to do that, so oh, fucking do it. Thank
0: you. I will. So what's your wittatat? <laughs> well
1: My wood-tot is this funny image that just says, "Yeah, I'm into BDSM, big ducks such as mallards.) <laughs> 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 this like
0: bumper sticker baloney that we're on right now between big ducks such as mallards and man i love frogs we yeah. need like a third one to finish the the father son and the holy ghost
1: <laughs> yeah Oh. Uh. I can't wait till we find that one, but yeah, I saw this the other day and I just immediately screenshotted it. <laughs>
0: it's very fun. It's a little black and white image. That's the graphic design is uh, ten out of ten, and then it has a duck that like is wearing all of the BDSM a- equipment. Yeah, they, they've got the leather hat. They're holding with their human they arm even- <laughs> a whip. I love the human art. (laughs) (laughs) But my favorite, though, is that their feet are handcuffed together. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. As you do.
1: Uh, This duck doesn't know
0: if it's a top or a bottom, and I am charmed by it.
1: Yeah. But yeah, that's that's mine. It's just just really funny and
0: silly. (laughs) Big ducks, such as mallards. (laughs) Sneaking the as in there. Very cheeky. 10 out of 10.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's so fun.
0: (laughs) So, today, as you can probably tell, we're having a loose sketch episode.
1: What? This is totally the most tight knit episode we have ever recorded.
0: (laughs) All right. Andrew's having a tight knit episode. I'm having a loose sketch episode. I'm just here. I just put my foot up on the table. I'm here to hang we're taking it easy because life's been pretty nutty for both Mm -hmm. of us him finishing the commission and me celebrating love we haven't had a lot of time to plan around the podcast but that's okay because this is your art friends where we hang out and we talk about bullshit so that's what we're doing but first I can't put my feet up on the table. I stopped doing my job. No, I'm supposed to introduce the next topic. But first, would you rather... Our main art form is drawing. But if you had to Mm -hmm. switch, would you rather get into textiles or pottery? Oh. Now, when I wrote textiles, the thing that was immediately in my head, because it's something that I really want to do, is rug tufting.
1: Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah, you've been talking about part of TikTok as well, where people uh, make anime rugs. I haven't seen the anime rugs, but Uh, I've definitely been
0: on rug tufting TikTok for a while now.
1: I've come across a few people who make like anime screenshot rugs. Cool. So I've seen stuff from Spirited Away, I've seen Pokemon, I've seen Naruto, and God, does that like tuffning gun thing looks so much fun it to looks play like with
0: so much fun to play with and i'm jealous because one of my good friends bought one and she's she has one and she's played around with it a little bit uh and i gotta check in with her to be like all right is this one of those things where like you you invest a bunch of money and then how much do they? it for a, a little bit and then you stop doing it or is it something that i need to buy right now to do because it looks I want to do it. I want to get a big, simple illustration, put it on a piece of fabric and make it
1: all through. Hey, oh, is, is this where we do a Hey Google segment and I tell you how much this actually costs? Yes, it is. Hey, Google, how much is a rug tufting gun? Uh, It is one hundred and seventy dollars on Amazon. That's not that bad. I was expecting four hundred. No. Just a quick search. Uh, there's a rug tufting kit, it looks like, on Amazon for $170. Is
0: it is it worth its is it worth its
1: marbles? I don't know. I there's part of me that's like, oh, like if we could plan a time where you and I are in the same place for like a week, uh-huh. It would be so fucking fun to get one of these and then try to make a open... Rug. <gasps> <laughs> he,
0: we, we need to do that. We need to do that,
1: and then film the entire process of us fucking around, trying to figure out how to use He's this gonna thing. Going
0: to look so demented. The first op that we make our limited
1: edition. Well, no, first we have a couple of, like things that we like f- do for fir- up warm ups. Yeah, where we just draw penises and sex bunnies. What is our brand, dude? <laughs> We're just a horny podcast. That's what we are. <laughs> so first, we draw
0: penises and sex bunnies, and then we draw our child.
1: Yes, as, natural as, progression. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I would do that. I would do that. God, that
1: would be oh, so much
0: fun. It, it really does, but I've never done it before. I hear you need a lot, a, a lot of space because you have to like stretch your big canvas okay. to cha 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 I got a basement.
1: On got kind of basement all right
0: are you inviting me into your basement dog
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> to drop <draw> penises yes <laughs> let's go down to the basement and drop penises loser <laughs> Dude, middle school
0: friendship right here hell
1: yeah and we can order a pizza and go to blockbuster
0: <laughs> rent a video game stay up all night
1: yeah play some good mario times. party and really test our friendship
0: <laughs> i'll win probably i'm very good at mario party Yeah, so tufting would be rad. Pottery also. Pottery, you get your hands in there. You can make whatever you want. it's dirty and
1: messy. You you don't have to buy plates (laughs) and bowls. Make your own own. plates and bowls.
0: And then everybody comes over. They're like, where did you get this? And you're like, where did I get this? From my mind. (laughs) From my hands. I made it. I made it of
1: nothing. My (laughs) fingers." Eat out of my bowl. <laughs> and then, if somebody, you give somebody a bowl that you made and they're eating out of it, just be like, my fingies have been in there. If
0: I made, I poked it in the hole. I made a little hole and then I stretched it bigger. <laughs> my hands were so wet. And now you're eating Cheerios. <laughs> <of> my finger <laughs>
1: I'm not going to cut you off because I'm dying too much laughing at this. (laughs) (sighs) Can't do that with a tufted rug. Oh, that's such a good, but you can step on it. So maybe it's like a kink thing where it's like a, a, you're the dom. It's the sub and you're like, stomp on it and step on it. Uh,
0: (laughs) Meet my rug. It's my sub.
1: (laughs) It's just a face. It's like,
0: oh, step on me. (laughs) Step on me. Does that, that has to exist. There have to be little, like, (laughs) goofy little faces. (laughs) Step on me rugs that are like drooling. The uh, the uh, Lego my ego. Don't say a hego. The hego face.
1: So based on a quick, quick Google search, uh, if I just type in step on me rug, it's just a bunch of rugs. There's no like actual like. Oh, that SEO is like, that's what you
0: do. You step on the rug.
1: Correct, oh, there Andrew. Is, there is one that in text says, "Step on me. I like to get dirty."
0: Too straight laced. We need a shitty cute drawing of like a, a little tadpole <laughs> that's blushing.
1: Okay, and he's I did like, find. Please, I did find one. Daddy, on. this one has the like "Don't tread on me" snake, yeah. but the "Don't tread on me" snake has like a BDSM. Um, like choker thing on and is like upside down and it says, Oh yeah. Tread on me, baby. (laughs) (laughs) God, those are both really difficult things to choose between. I kind of want, just because I've, I've seen so many cool like rug tufting ones. I kind of want to go that route.
0: All right, we'll, we'll split it up. So you be the rug tufter and I'll be the pottery lady. (laughs) So even though I will never be allowed to touch a rug and you'll never be allowed to touch a pot, we can still sort of vicariously enjoy the creation of things
1: through each other. We can trade things. I can make you cool rugs. You can make me pottery. Yeah. I have a question for you, Beth. What's that? Have you been in a physical IRL art supply store recently?
0: I want to say yes, but because of the the global panini, I have been not shopping in art stores. Why do you ask?
1: Because I just went to one this past week because I've been itching um, to do a, a traditional painting. Uh-huh. And I don't have everything I need for it here. So I was like, okay, I'll just go to the store, get some stuff. And I'm... Sad to say this, but as a professional artist walking through a art supply store, there's a lot of shit that I don't know what the fuck it's for in there. Interesting. Like I picked stuff up and I was like, what is this? (laughs) And I just wish that they would say what it's used for on the goddamn bottle or like the package.
0: Is this new? Because you've been going to art supply stores for
1: years. Since I was a baby. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Have you at any point gone to an art supply store and been like, I am the expert. Please come and ask me about matte medium.
1: I think when I was in college, I was much more, much more of that mindset because I was still, you know, all that information was still freshly put into my brain and I was still set on doing traditional work all the time. Whereas now I'm pretty removed from it.
0: I see. So the problem isn't that there's a bunch of new things in the art supply store. It's just that the things that have been there have leaked out of your out of your memory holes.
1: I think it's a mix of both. Because hmm. I did see paint that was like vinyl paint. Like vinyl based paint. And I stared at it for a solid like 10 minutes trying to figure out what the hell that meant and why I would use it. <laughs> I know about vinyl stickers. I found the link. So it's called Flash Vinyl Paint. And it's an extra fine vinyl-based paint that dries evenly with intense coverage to a uniform velvety matte opaque finish, highly pigmented, and uh, may be diluted with water to create a range of results from highly opaque to a transparent watercolor effect.
0: Yo, that sounds like it would be good for you. It
1: does, but I was afraid to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't tell oh, you why things. I was afraid because oh, so I don't funny. think I know. <laughs> it's just the fear of the unknown. Yeah. <laughs> I was not ready to go down that dark hallway quite yet.
0: <laughs> and paint's so expensive, you know? You can't just you can't just buy whatever.
1: Yeah. But maybe maybe I'll try it one day. For now i'm gonna stick with my acrylic wash are you sure that all of your okay here's some like some
0: te- technical conversation betwixt artists is your acrylic wash professional grade what is it called where it like doesn't fade over time
1: <laughs> you got me i don't own any of those paintings anymore <laughs> oh, oh no
0: oh my god <laughs> no. If you're listening to this and you're a gouache user, guys, be careful. Because gouache specifically was a paint that was developed for short-term painting solutions. It's, like, highly pigmented and highly, um... I don't know why I'm, like, educating you on paint. But basically, most gouache in a couple years will fade. The colors will change. They are not long-lasting. Not all gouache. There are plenty of gouaches that are uh, permanent gouaches. But if you're not spending a lot of money on your gouache chances are it is gonna like not be around for a minute so if you're making original paintings and selling those for thousands of dollars and then somebody is like hey she looks like a shit what happened it's because you were using uh uh paint that was meant to like draw animation backgrounds for three days and then be thrown away
1: i assume it's professional grade it was expensive (laughs) the other thing too i thought of when i was at the the art supply store the other day was how great would it be if there was one of those tv shows like in the 90s where you told a kid whatever you put in your shopping cart you get what tv show are you watching it wasn't there like a or there was some sort of like supermarket mayhem show i forget i remember supermarket sweep Maybe that was it, where they were just like, oh, here's the shopping cart. Like, go through and fill it with, you've, like, a minute. <laughs> I think with you're misremembering you what that show was.
0: <laughs> I thought that's what it was. Supermarket Sweep ruled. It was, like, this set of a bunch of different stores that, like, uh, teams of adults would go and run through. And the goal of the game was to buy as many high priced items as possible. So you'd fill your shopping cart with as much value as possible. So people are just like putting like 18 chickens into their shopping cart. Uh and then at the end of it, whoever had the most value in their cart won. But I love that like Child Andrew was like, you get to keep all the chickens. You get to you get to go through the supermarket and if you buy 20 different expensive deodorants,
1: you get to go home with it. That's adorable. I think that- I think this is one of those things where I'm Oh, here it is. You found uh, it? I think I found it. Nickelodeon had a super toy run. Oh. It's a spin-off of Supermarket Sweep. I'm not crazy. I thought this was one of those, uh, was it the Mandela effect or the ah. thing where you like misremember something that you swear actually existed? No, this is you having a
0: feeling. poor friend who didn't have cable and <laughs> so never saw this show.
1: I don't remember watching like the full show. I just remember like clips of it as a child.
0: Look at this. The graphic design is so good.
1: How cool would it be if there was a version of that, but for artists and you went through an art supply store and you had like a minute to fill your cart. (sighs) It would be incredible.
0: I would love that. I think I would end up buying like a bunch of bullshit that I would not know how to use.
1: I would grab the biggest canvas.
0: You fill up your cart so fast, my guy! (laughs) I'm like, every Pigma, every Sakura (laughs) Pigma pen in my cart, every Sharpie in my cart, pens, pens, pens. Just go to
1: the, um, the paint marker thing that's always locked, and you just, like, dump all of it in your cart. Just break the (laughs) The, glass. (laughs) The... (laughs) Posca? Pasca? Posca, yeah. Posca, the Posca pens, you just... (laughs) Just dump Take them the all. entire
0: cart. I would I think I would just take that off of the ground and put it in my cart so that I would have a Posca marker, Posca Marker like display in my no. office. What uh, a dream. Should or... I do that? Oh should oh wait, is that a really good idea, actually? Can we get a We already did cabinet? why didn't I think of that best? <laughs> okay, well, I have a new one. I want to get a cabinet that's floor to ceiling, glass front. It's got the little lock on it. And that's where all of my art <laughs> supplies, like a tiny dick blake in the corner of my office. That and all my art hilarious. supplies are in there and I can unlock it and open it up and pick my pens and pick, oh my, and pick my papers.
1: You could also just grab all the moleskins. Just have that's a little moleskin do. display.
0: I love my kink is buying quality sketchbooks and then never drawing in them.
1: I thought of you when I was in there because I saw the Dennick notebooks.
0: Yes, my guy. You're listening to a Denik ambassador. An Whoa. official Denik ambassador. Does that mean anything? You're I'm not so sure cool, yet. <laughs> but I uh, I love that brand. I love their stay flat notebooks. I write everything in <laughs> Dennett notebooks. I've got two of them to my left right now. Not sponsored, but I, I asked... To to sponsor to I I want to be. What are wh- <laughs> we well, manifesting you this
1: energy? I already we want did them to sponsor.
0: I that I am. I have a discount code. I can put it in the description right now. You can go and buy Denic notebooks <laughs> and get a discount
1: because I am a Denic ambassador. That's how much I like these things. They had some cool ones. I was, I was very close to buying them, but I was also afraid that I was going to go over how much money I had with me. Because my credit card got canceled because somebody tried to steal money from me, so I was using cash. So I had a set limit on what I could actually buy. It oh, sweet store. baby boy. Gosh, you really,
0: you really did like revert into child Andrew. Like you walk in with twenty bucks, you're like, I wish I could just put all of this into my cart and walk out and have it be legal.
1: I was so afraid going up to check out that I was going to have to be like, I can't get this and have to put something back. So sad. (laughs) But thankfully that didn't happen. I got a couple wood panels for some paintings that I want to do. I got like four or five acrylic wash. I also Mm -hmm. got a, a, it was like, it was a type of acrylic paint that was very fluid. So you can like do paint pours and stuff with because I was trying to ah. figure out a way to do a specific technique or, or achieve a certain effect in this sketch that I did. And I was brainstorming different ways to do it. And one of them was, um, I've seen videos of people putting some paint in like little um, dust pans and then like holding that over a canvas and kind of like w- moving it around and it creates a cool like, um, liquefied, uh, swirly texture to it, yeah, or like effect. And I was like, I wonder if there's a way that I could do this, but like tiny. And maybe if I took like a piece of paper and like made my own little quote unquote like dustpan out of paper that was like real skinny, and then just loaded it up with paint. And then maybe at the end of it, made some notches so that it kind of resembled like. Um, a calligraphy pen where it only touches and like almost like a forked calligraphy pen but like with paint so that i could like drizzle a cool fucking design i'm so intrigued (laughs) so am (laughs) i we'll see if it actually works
0: (laughs) oh whatever happens i think it will be cool it's also making me think that you would be a very good artist to do exercises, just like fun. This is me telling you what to do, so you could be like, fuck off, Ev." But the idea of you doing an Mm -hmm. acrylic pour that has a Mm -hmm. bunch of warbles and shifts and bloomies and things, and then using that as a base to pull faces out of. I've always uh, wanted to do that. It makes total sense. (laughs) (laughs) I think, because you already do that with your... uh, with your digital work. So you're already kind of in the mindset of controlling an acrylic pour. And so what <laughs> happens when you give up that control and still get that kind of an effect? Can you achieve the same look? Would it look different? What kind of differences w- would it be? Would it be in, in enriching and fun? Or would it be like, Oh God, this is too hard. I'm really curious. <laughs> I would watch that TikTok series.
1: Yeah. I think, I think I want to experiment. I have like a wood panel that's kind of shitty here that I made a couple years ago. Um, that I might experiment on and see what I can achieve with that kind of, um, made tool. Yeah.
0: So well, we, how shall, fun. we
1: shall find out.
0: I always get scared when I do stuff like that. I have a couple pages in my sketchbook that are like experiments, technique mm-hmm. experiments. And what happens is I do like a schmear of paint and I go, oh, that's so pretty. I don't want to do anything to it because I'd ruin it. I wouldn't. It would be That's cool. When you take like, whatever a photo I do would be cool.
1: So that you have it as a as a, oh, a thing.
0: Just save scum my artwork.
1: Yeah. Cause I've done the same exact thing that you're just talking about where I've made marks for the express purpose of turning them into something. And then mm-hmm. I go, oh no, I like it. I oh, must no. save it. I must Anybody put it away. Change. And then it sits in my studio for years. <laughs> Until I eventually clean out my studio and decide you're never gonna fucking do anything with this, Andrew. Just throw it away. <laughs>
0: oh god, I'm doing that right now. Because I'm moving. I'm yeah. going through I have I have a special drawer in my in my Alex IKEA drawers, and it's my scrap paper drawer. Mm-hmm. And it has all of the trash that I won't throw away. Because what if I want to draw something on a two by three piece of watercolor paper? Oh no! no beth you won't you'll never do that but what if i will
1: i do the same thing with chipboard whenever i cut chipboard for prints for cons i always have this like it'll be just a little like tall strip of like eight inch tall but like you know maybe like four or five inches wide and i'm just like ah i want to do something with that i never do anything with it One time I did something with it and I made a cardboard sword. And then the
0: addiction is started because you did it one time.
1: Yeah. Made a cardboard sword for reference. And now I don't think I'll ever actually just throw it away. I'll just keep (laughs) it until there's too much of it.
0: My temptation is that I won't. Okay. Let's say I want to do a little illustration on watercolor paper and I get my clean Mm -hmm. sheet of watercolor paper out and I start drawing It's good practice to have that same watercolor paper on the side that you test colors on or do little dabs and things and and Mm -hmm. mix colors. I don't know. But I don't like doing that on... Andrew just dabbed on camera, just (laughs) so you guys know. I don't like doing that on the actual piece that I'm working on because in my head I'm like, it's not good art unless it has clean edges. So I keep all of these little scraps of paper... Because I know eventually I'm going to want to have a little dabber paper next to me. Yeah. But the thing is, is I don't do that much watercolor painting. So I just hold on to these papers for years and years and years. What are you doing, Beth? What are you just, what are you doing? You want to be a minimalist and you have all of these little tiny two by three scraps of paper. Uh. (laughs) And then what I do... Is I get them all on the floor and I'm like, okay, I'm going to let go of some of these, but I'll save the other ones. And then I'm going to do a series in my head. I'm going to do a series of uh, th- fucking a bunch of frogs. And each one of these papers is going to be a different frog. And they're all going to have like a silly hat on. Okay, that's what those papers are for. And then over here, I'm going to use these papers. And I come up with projects to justify keeping trash. <laughs> and I don't do the projects.
1: Is, the, is that your
0: toxic art trait? Very much so. <laughs> And what's so sad is that it, the project would rule. It would be yeah. so good, and, and I would love it. And then because I love it, other people would love it. And, and then my dreams would come true, but I don't do it. You could
1: call that show Man, I Love Frogs.
0: Man, I Love Frogs. Here's <laughs> this one.
1: That's not a bad idea. <laughs> ah.
0: <laughs> you want to know um, a stupid thought I have?
1: Yeah, always.
0: I have a frog tattoo. And I love my frog tattoo. Uh-huh. And I never want to not love my frog tattoo. And so I have an instinct in me to never draw another frog.
1: <laughs> I love that. What is that? I don't know. Like you've perplexed me. In terms of how to respond to that. <laughs> oh, God.
0: Like I, I,
1: there's there's a part of me at my core that completely understands that logic. But I don't know why. I don't either. <laughs> because I I've done a dragon illustration. Have I desired to draw more dragons? Yes. yes. Have I done them? No. No. <laughs> How, oh, what is that? I Wonder if there's something there.
0: let's Let's pull it apart. Let's examine it. It's coveting, isn't it? i'm I'm coveting my one frog.:
1: We just art dragons and we're just like hoarding, hoarding or Oh dra- well, no we'd we'd be hoarding a bunch of them then. we you were can art hoard dragons. one thing,
0: certainly.: But usually dragons hoard like a bunch of stuff. Okay, then we're not an art dragon, we're an art snail. There's only room for one in the shell. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's our shell, and we're just like, this is it. This is it.
0: <laughs> but we're growing bigger. That's the problem, right? Like, us yeah. little weird
1: snail flesh beings are getting larger, and we need to get a new shell. Okay, here's here's an idea I could propose. Then, you know, you as an art snail getting bigger, and you need, you know, to grow outside of your your shell then do you just add to your tattoo and add like a hat to your frog
0: what if that ruins the frog guy i can't i can't scan my arm you,
1: you could draw on your arm though with a marker that's true <laughs> or you just put another frog behind him that's like about to eat him
0: but then that's the, i can't do another frog cuz what if i like the eat him frog more the kirby frog
1: well then suck you him just, up mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: That's so scary. That would be really funny, though, because my frog tattoo has a cup of coffee that has like all the liquid is pouring out of the cup. And I could just draw another frog trying to drink the liquid
1: behind. Do we both mime the same face? (laughs) Okay. We both just mimed the face of trying to suck something through a straw (laughs) on their video chat.
0: And you probably did, too, while listening. You said, oh, yeah, I know. I know what's next. (laughs) In my core, I know what that is. Yeah. It's like both fear of fear of failure. It's fear of change is what it is. Fear of failure, fear of success, fear of growth. All of that bundled up together turns into I don't I don't want to change because right now I'm comfortable. Yeah, And if I change, then I might become uncomfortable. I never want to fall out of love with my little tattoo frog. And I yeah. won't. But the what if of maybe I will if I discover a new frog. It's like dating. <laughs> what if I I'm married to this frog? But what if I see a hotter frog and I want that frog <laughs> instead of this frog? Well, then I'll never look at another frog again. <laughs> it's just a very healthy way of thinking about frogs. That's true. Because I'm a MILF. Hi, I'm Beth. And you know that. But what you might not know is that I'm a Denik Notebook ambassador. So why? Well, back in 2018, my tax man told me I needed a planner. So I just went into an office depot and grabbed a cute one. It was made by a company called Denik, and that started one of the most long-term relationships of my life because I liked that planner so much, I went ahead and bought five of their stay-flat notebooks. I signed up for their ambassador program because I was already telling people to buy them. No one asked me to make this ad. I had to look up what they're called, but I just love the classic lay-flat notebooks. They have a Smithsonian binding so their spines look tidy on a shelf they are the perfect A5 size, and most importantly, they do indeed lay flat on your desk regardless of what page you're turned to. I've never had to fight these to get them to stop creeping closed while I'm writing. And Denik works with and pays a wide range of artists to create illustrations for their velvety soft covers. So... If you're in need of a notebook, planner, or even sketchbooks, head over to denik.com, that's D E N I K.com, and enter code B E R A D at checkout for 15% off your order. That's denik.com. Find your favorite thing there and then enter code B R A D at checkout for 15% off your order. Thanks. Back to the show.
1: Hey, Beth. Yes, Andrew? Can can I tell you about color? (laughs) Of course. What you got? (laughs) So, uh, this all stemmed from uh, TikTok. I posted a video recently, and somebody asked me, how do I do my color grading? Which color grading usually is more of like a video term. Mm -hmm. But when I looked it up, the, the phrasing about it is talking about stylizing colors. So I had a question for you, which is when you think of stylizing something, do you ever think about how you will stylize the colors or do you think of it more in terms of the actual look of it?
0: You know what? form. Yeah. First comes form in my head, Mm -hmm. but color is a part of it, but it's Mm -hmm. not my first thought. Interesting. Oh, this is a fun one. This is making me think a lot. Yeah, I definitely, when I think about stylization, I think about uh, form and line. I love line. Like, first and foremost, I think I gravitate towards line work before anything else. And so that Mm -hmm. tends to be how I think. Um, And then, after kind of establishing in my brain what that style looks like, figuring out color serves the style. So, like, color becomes a secondary choice when it comes to my process. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that means, that, depending on the illustration, it needs a lot of color and a lot of blending and a lot of, like, lush, rococo-style, bada-bing, bada-boom. Or sometimes, to tell the story better, it needs something very, very limited. Mm-hmm. But I don't start there. What about you?
1: Um, I usually have an idea in my head of, like, the color, but in terms of the actual process of sketching, I usually get a rough sketch down first. Um, cause most recently with the piece that, you know, inspired this question on TikTok with that piece, I started out, um, with a sketch and then I started doing the like final line work and I got like maybe 10 or 11 lines into it. And then I blocked out a big fucking pink shape Mm. and then continued doing my line work based off of that big pink shape. So color became a part of the sketching for you. Yeah. And the answer that I gave this person, because I did write back to them, is for me, when when I stylize my colors, it's almost intuitive at this point. At this point. Like, certainly. it's not something that I, I, I think about in the terms of, like, oh, I must figure out, like, what the message of this is. Like, I just kind of free flow it and try different colors. And eventually I find one and I'm like, oh, yeah. That's the one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we both come from an illustration degree background where they give you they give you a road map when it comes mm-hmm. to color. So normally if you're going to do an illustration, you start with your thumbnail sketches. And so you'll do 5 to 20 different little it'll it'll bitty dumb little drawings to get ideas out. And then after that, uh you pick your thumbnail sketch and you do a rough sketch, which is a little bit more polished. Mhm. At that point, you do a value study and a color study. And so your value study first picks your blacks, your whites, and your grays all in between. Mm -hmm. And then your color study takes the information from the value study and colorizes it. And at that point, which is like four steps into the process of developing an illustration, you start thinking about color. Mm -hmm. That's what's drilled into my head. And so probably why I think about stylization that way is because of the methodology I was taught in art school. Yeah. But it's just a methodology. It is not the correct way to go about it.
1: Yeah. It's I've nice. Actually... Oh, go ahead. Oh, no. I'll let you finish your thought.
0: Um, It's nice to have that methodology because then when you're working with a client, they know what to expect. It's just nice to all have like an agreed upon
1: structure. I think for me, I've gotten to the point where I've almost eliminated the value study and I do color. I jump right into color Mm. Um, and sometimes I don't even like drawing on like a white background like I don't like doing a sketch on just like a blank white so sometimes I'll just put down like a purple or blue yeah I'm with you I also do not like drawing on white backgrounds mostly because
0: it's too much eye strain it's hard on your eyes to draw on white digitally so I'll always pick kind of a neutral gray and sometimes Mm. i'll do like a beige if i want to do if if the piece feels warm to me Mm. (laughs) (laughs) but i don't often start with like a full-on purple or full-on color i think it makes sense that you don't do value studies i can almost see that
1: like i do check my values it's it's definitely something that i usually have in photoshop a layer over everything else that is a desaturation layer. So I just turn it on and off. And when I turn on, desaturates the whole piece. Just so I make sure my values are like there. Yeah.
0: But for me, value is first before I do color. I'm looking at value.
1: But it got, yeah, it got me thinking about it earlier this, this week. And I was like, oh, I wonder what Beth's answer would be to this because color is something that you can stylize. And I think it's certainly it's a fun exercise to jump into a piece thinking that way and thinking like I'm going to focus on color as the main thing in this. And then the form and the lines and the shape all come after.
0: I have intentionally started pieces with a limited color palette where I'm like, here are the four colors I'll be using in this piece. And I think about those colors and then I make my illustration based on the colors that I know that I'm using.
1: Yeah.
0: But that was like a choice when I'm not making a choice color comes forth in the process
1: the very first piece that i did in my style i went into it with the goal of i want to make something with so much color contrast that it hurts your eyes Mm. (laughs) and then i made it and was like "Mm, yes this i like it let's let's do more
0: (laughs) dude like call me when you're 55 and your eyes are like i can't see anymore
1: too, I made too many bold decisions when I was 23. It's like the opposite of like, I listened to be too much loud music. Now <laughs> yeah, I can't hear anything. i just like, problem. I looked at too many bright colors. It was like gazing into the sun. <laughs> I just love yellow. <laughs> I'll just have a cool robot eye by then.
0: That'd be so sad.
1: <laughs> but then I could turn it into part of my art where it's like, I don't know what colors I'm picking. I'm just picking shit. Do you think
0: once we get robot eyes, cause maybe that's coming, will we be able to see a broader color spectrum? <gasps> Here's a question for the future. <laughs> if we get robot eyes, But only robot eyes can be given to people who can afford robot eyes. So suddenly we have like a rich population that can see a broader color spectrum. And then like, like what's happening with NFTs. There's just like a specific audience that really desperately desires art that is created with the grander color spectrum. And then there's some (laughs) artists who like get robot eyes so that they can serve Uh, that audience. And then we all hate those artists because they're (laughs) fucking capitalist, uh, slaves, (laughs) (laughs) is that the future dude
1: oh that's the next frontier robot eyes i think i'd do it i would just want the ability to customize mine to make it look like the sharingan from naruto yeah you could do that make it change too with that sound effect that like sound effect that it makes
0: And then you can get together with all the other um, Naruto eyeball guys. (laughs) weaves. You can make a pack.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) And all of you can see, like, when your hands come together, there's a new color that, like, shimmers (laughs) whenever air moves a lot. And so all of you are, like, doing hand stuff and everybody in the club is like, this is so cool. But everyone around is like, they're weirdos at the park. (laughs) Yeah. So, because I'm about to move into this new mm-hmm. townhouse, there's a part of me that has this, there's a pattern that happens every time something like this happens, where I'm like, all right, I will do the work once something is accomplished. I will start my career as an independent artist once I move into the townhouse. The last mm-hmm. time this happened, and uh, I, I was really privy to it, like two years ago, I stopped drawing. Because I was like, I can't draw at my computer table. It just feels bad to draw at my computer table. I've got too much stuff going on. And you know what I need? I need a new table. So I'm going to go online for the next two and a half weeks and search for an inexpensive drawing table. And once I find it, then I'll buy it. And then I'll have to wait two weeks for it to ship. And then once it arrives, then I can draw. (laughs) And that's exactly (laughs) what happened. I just like didn't do shit. For the entirety of, like, I, I had everything here that I could use to draw and paint, but I was like, nah, I can't yet because my drawing table hasn't arrived. But once it arrives, then I'm off to the races. Yeah.
1: Now I'm doing it again with this house. What the fuck? So what's one of the things that you're like, Ah, oh, I can't, is it, I can't draw until I move into this house? Or well, is there a specific I'm, thing? My
0: office is a big mess. My office is just so messy and all the stuff is on the floor and and I I can't clean it because I'm going to be moving it anyway. So why would I put it away into its own little spaces? I might as well just wait until I move and then I'll be able to sit at my table. (sighs) (sighs) I know what I'm doing. It's a procrastination technique is what it is.
1: I do the same thing. Because right now, my current one that I'm living by is, once I finish the big job, I'll have time to finish my bedroom. Mm. (laughs) There's so many things like that. I feel that way when I work on client work, about wanting to get to personal work. I feel that way about the next piece of personal work while I'm working on personal work.
0: (laughs) It feels so good to think about the potential.
1: It's that meme of like... The The guy walking with his girlfriend looking at the other girl walking by. <laughs> yep.
0: We all just need to love our girlfriend, which is a mm-hmm. uh, dedicated time with a pencil in our hand. That's my girlfriend. And I do like her. <laughs> I do.
1: Is there a but? There's a but.
0: <laughs> There's not really a but.
1: It's just like... Why don't I, why
0: don't I always like her? (laughs) When I look at artists like Timothy Von Ruden, who posts on Instagram, a brand new, gorgeous pencil illustration, what seems like every single day. I know that's not possible, but (laughs) as far as I'm concerned, that's what he's doing. I go, man, he loves his girlfriend. (laughs) The pencil. (laughs) I could stand to love my girlfriend
1: more. Yeah, there are just some artists that love drawing more than others. I I don't do
0: I. Mm. It's the barrier to start. Because once I'm in it, once I'm in like that flow state, that rules. I yeah. put on a little podcast. I listen to a romance novel. I draw my monkeys. Ooh, and I'm so thirsty to get back to my monkey piece. Ah, I thought I would be able to finish it by the end of January, and had. My loving friends not been so desperately in love with each other and all of my other friends are all in love with them being in love with each other, then I would have been able to finish it by January. Also, I'm included in that. I'm not like separate from like all my friends loving each other. (laughs) No, I'm in the fucking middle of it. Also crying. But if I didn't have that, my practical brain, the boss in my head who, like, is the practical one who doesn't want friends so that the she can just, like, get everything capitalist done.
1: one. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, if you really love this company, you wouldn't have gone to that wedding, Beth.
0: What an idea. <laughs> Lord almighty. But yeah, I was like, after the wedding, I'll get to it. And now I'm like, after I move, I'll get to it. And once I move, I'm going to be like, after I set up my office, I'll get to it. And all the while, you know what's not getting? The to it.
1: (laughs) I kind of want that as a shirt.
0: For people who are binge listening to our podcast right now, if you want to go ahead and tweet at me and let me know what this pattern is, because I know I have been at this place before like every week it's like all right where is she is she happy about the work she's producing is she desperately sad about the work she's producing is she desiring to produce work that she's not producing what is what's the charted graph is it going along with my period you know do you have thoughts like that (laughs) do I have a lunar cycle that is directly in (laughs) in alignment with like my creativity in in
1: retrograde
0: (laughs) is it the planets do yeah. they control me? All questions I, I am curious about.
1: Is this the Matrix? Is this a simulation?
0: If it is, I got a couple nuts and bolts to tighten.
1: Yeah. This is like a simulation. Write... I'm glitching inside of the wall.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, excuse me. <laughs> Where I can see excuse me, through the floors. Something's wrong. I would like you to tighten this up because I'm not leaving it. I'm good. Like, yeah. I got a lot of good friends. The weather's nice here in Los Angeles, California. I do not want to live in your big, desperate, dystopian, destroyed earth where you can taste real strawberries. No, thank you. I'm good. But procrastination. I Just turn that dial down
1: a little bit, please. Speaking of
0: strawberries.
1: Oh. I recently figured out how to... Not be a starving artist, but still be an artist. (gasps) It's back! (laughs) I don't know. I feel like I need to have an evil laugh for that. (laughs) I, over the past weekend, made a wonderful cheese and meat plate. A charcuterie board.
0: A charcuterie board. One of my favorite meals.
1: It was so good. Spent so much money on cheese. (laughs)
0: Does your grocery store have a $5 cheese bin?
1: Uh, So this wasn't my grocery store. This was a Whole Foods in Nashville, Tennessee. Oh.
0: Yeah. Does the Nashville, Tennessee Whole Foods have a $5 cheese bin? They had a, a, a,
1: a dollar cheese bin, but it was not hey. a dollar. It was like a range of dollars.
0: Well, that's mislabeled.
1: Yeah, but we did get a lot of uh, tasty cheeses. My favorite was a truffle Gouda.
0: <gasps> that sounds oh, so good. It
1: was so good. I loved it.
0: I'm um, a hoe for cheese. That's the one reason I can't go
1: vegan is cheese. Yeah. I'll be a cheesekin. <laughs> but yeah, we got all this cheese and all these meats, and then we kind of tried it as a little competition of like, well, who picked the better cheeses? And we wanted to make sure we knew what cheese was what. And I was so proud of this, but I suggested that we make little signs. For the cheeses. So we sat there for an hour drawing and doing hand typography for the different cheeses and their names and like flavors and turned it into a little art project. And then I made little signs with toothpicks and tape. How charming. Yeah. But it was a very fun way to combine food and art. I want
0: now... To watch videos of you, Andrew, Mm -hmm. or perhaps create videos of me, Beth, having a little taste of a cheese Mm -hmm. and then drawing a cheese mascot.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That would be fun, actually.
0: Yeah, in the same vein as your beautiful hand-drawn typography signage, uh, make a shitty cute little cheese mascot for each one. So a truffle Gouda would be like a little piggy boy a nakey little oh, piggy boy
1: it's covered in little truffle flakes everywhere
0: yeah i was thinking that like pepper <laughs> pepper dots yeah mostly at the top but then it gradiates oh. out to lighter on the bottom yeah. and he's a little chunky dude yep. oh tamagotchi who's <laughs> like yes eat this cheese <laughs>
1: yes i shot a really nice photo of this and i'm legitimately impressed by the presentation
0: look oh wow That's very good. Your drunken goat is excellent.
1: (laughs) Yes, you got it. (laughs) You guys went
0: all out. These are great little signs. Yeah.
1: And then I sat there for another like 10 minutes using scissors and cutting like weird shapes around them.
0: I want to go there. I want to go to there. I love cheese. I love to spend all my money on cheese (laughs) and have a little glass of wine and little crackies. It's a little bit of little brightly tasting pickles.
1: Oh, yeah. Pickles. Oh, there were some good pickles with that. I was absolutely not a starving artist that night. Andrew, I have given you uh, shit
0: for the starving artist segment up till now. But I have decided to do what's fun. Yes. And to play with you. Yes. And also be... An artist who is not starving. So next week, I will come to you with a recipe that I have created, implemented,
1: Okay, executed. I was going to say, is this like a, a Beth B. Rad original recipe? or is this- Probably.
0: I might talk about what I do to mac and cheese. Because everybody's going to listen and be like, peanut butter, what do- the fuck?
1: What What do you do to mac and cheese? Do you put peanut we'll butter in I'll tell you in? next week. I hope you don't put peanut butter in it. <laughs>
0: I do concerns me. I do, and it's really good.
1: Oh my god, I'm gonna I'm gonna be vehemently against you. <laughs> <laughs> Look forward to the roles reversing. So, do you have an artist that you want to share?
0: No. Oops. One <laughs> second. Oh, I could. T- we have we talked about Eliza on here yet? I don't think so. I've been super into her recently. The artist I want to feature this week is Eliza, and I've been following her for a while. Her figure work, I'm obsessed with. Mm, yeah. I think she's one of my favorite figurative artists working yeah. right now. It's so easy breezy, smeary, like the way that she handles the human form is effortless, and yep. it's so dimensional And I don't know how she does it. Sometimes I look at artists and I'm like, yeah, that rules. And if I tried, I could do it. When Mm -hmm. I look at the way that she does figure work, there's a part of me that like admits defeat. And I don't (laughs) like to admit that because I'm an eight on the Enneagram. But I got to I got to like respect. Yeah. The game. She's incredible. And there's this piece that uh, I want to feature in particular. It's a, it's a work in progress painting that she's working on right now. And mm-hmm. it's just of this face that's tipped down. It doesn't have a body, but the face is wrapped in um, a turban of fabric. And the fabric is like emanating out in strips. Mm-hmm. And the outside of the fabric, it's like a red underpainting. And so the outside of the fabric that's catching light is in creams and soft sort of pinky oranges But then the underside of the fabric are these like vibrant red swatches. And the way that she is able to render form makes it feel so three-dimensional and alive and like soft in a way that is remarkable.
1: It's so wonderful. And I can also still see some of those qualities from her pencil work, which is like those kind of spontaneous lines that go through the face that aren't actually there but are there um and and those like swoopy kind of messy lines you can still see and there's
0: there. just so much skill every line she puts down uh, is there for a good reason and it's all traditional all of her yeah. work is that i've seen so far at least has been yeah. traditional and it's just got that it's got that good hand feel i look at it yeah. and i rub my fingers together like a maniac <laughs> oh
1: i I understand completely what you mean. And I just love her ability to use the blending stump so well.
0: Effortless. When I use a blending stump, it looks like I accidentally sneezed on my paper and tried to wipe it away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Aliza, you've got our eyes this week on yeah. our artist's recommendation. Tweet at us at your friends, or you can email us at yourartfriendspod at gmail.com. I'm Beth B. Rad all over the internet. I live stream Mondays, Pacific noon, noon specific,
1: noon specific time.
0: Yep, that's wrong. (laughs) I live stream Mondays at noon Pacific standard time. Like I said earlier in the episode, I am now a Denik notebook ambassador by choice. So we've got a code in the description and you can go and enjoy a discount. You can use my code in the description for 15% off of any purchase through Denik. They are my favorite notebooks. They stay flat. You open them to any page. And their binders are like soft, velvety texture. They're not actually velvet, but they're soft. I'm touching them with my fingies right now.
1: Yum! And you can find me at Schmander Art everywhere on the internet. Uh, currently, I have a promotion going on for a new pin on patreon so if you want to sign up for that it might be a while before you actually get it because pandemic production times have increased so i'm not actually going to get the pin until after the month that it goes out for because it'll be for february but i won't get it till march um so apologies there but if you want to go ahead and sign up for it and surprise yourself with a future gift that you forgot about head on over to patreon with that We've come to the end of the podcast. Sometimes we were serious and sometimes it was just tomfoolery.
0: Shout out to famed 16th century court jester Tom Fool. Bow bow. But that's just what you get when two friends who met because of a shared love of making things and a bare ass hang out together.
1: I almost forgot that I didn't make a noise. <laughs> your art friends
0: is a more park media production our music is by andrew smith you can listen to his music on spotify and itunes under the name makeshift radio